0: The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. Do you think that you have a domesticated house pet in your home? Have you ever realized that a house pet is not domesticated until it refuses to eat you when you're dead?
1: Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bass a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking uh, Watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
0: Django, you heard on some television show, I don't know what it was, you heard about the two men in Waldeboro, Maine, who worked together for several weeks before they figured out that they were brothers. And when these two newfound brothers appeared on the news, what do you know, a, a sister soon appeared. And a day or two later, even another sister. Discovering lost or unknown siblings who were farmed out at an early age is neither new nor unique. And you can be sure that there are hundreds of similar cases that nobody hears about only because they don't make the national news. Now, let me give you an example. A few years ago, 10, 20 years ago, I continued working on the Gilchrist family tree that my grandfather, James Gilchrist, started back. ...in the 1920s. I think he started it with one of the Burdettes... ...one of Winston Burdettes' ancestors or uncles or something. He started this. My grandfather, James Gilchrist, started this back in the 1920s... ...with one of Winston Burdett's uncles or fathers. I called relatives I knew... ...and I asked them to send birth and marriage dates... ...of their siblings and children. And before I knew it, I had collected hundreds of relatives... I live on the farm that once belonged to my great-grandfather's cousin, Larkin Gilchrist. I live in Larkin's house. And when I called one woman who was a granddaughter, a great-granddaughter of Larkin Gilchrist, she said, she told me in so many words that I should mind my own business. <laughs> but I continued my research, putting family together. Years later, here's the point of this, years later one of her daughters showed up here at my farm in st george maine and she was looking at my computer screen here over my shoulder when i said and uh, and this right here is your sister she said but i don't have any sisters I feel very good about myself today. Now, I don't know if the alignment of the stars has anything to do with it or not, but, but I feel very comfortable. I'm at peace with the world. I'm comfortable, and it might be because I've finally done something that very few people do. I have made preparations for a day in the future. I know that day will come for me, and you know that day will come for you. I will be ready when that day comes, but will you? I have that inner glow, that feeling of security, well-being and contentment that's only felt by a man who has taken his new telephone book and has pasted right on the front caba the hours that the dump is open. <laughs> ¶¶ to the humble farmer, thank you. "'When I told my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, "'about germ killer in a bottle, she said, "'Yeah, everybody knows about that. "'Then she comes back a few minutes later and she says, "'You know those three round tubes that roll around on the floor "'in the back seat of my car?' "'I says, yes. Do you know what they are?' "'I says, no. "'One of them is to wash the windows.' And the other two are hand sanitizers that clean germs off your hands. People use them before touching the handle on a shopping cart. I've been telling you about these things for years. Now, I think it might have been Aristotle who first said, "'Show me a person who's always washing his hands, "'and I'll show you a person who sucks on his thumb and picks his nose.'" I've seen those slimy, wet things you wipe your hands on while going on long trips in the car, and I never believed in them. But now I guess I'll start using them now that I know what they can do for me when I'm not near a sink when I can wash my hands. Is it possible that a man who went to college until he was thirty-four years old and and then was single until he was 54 years old? Is it possible that this man could miss out learning about a lot of things that people who could afford to have children take for granted? Not being married like normal people might be compared with language learning. You know about this. If somebody doesn't teach you how to articulate coherent morphemes until you're 54 years old, there's a there's a good chance you'll never catch on And will continue to howl like a wolf for your supper every time you get hungry. On the humble farmer where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time thank you for listening good to know you are there yeah i'm the humble farmer at gmail.com love to hear from you because from watching me on television you can see you've probably seen that i'm quite a natty dresser i spare no expense to look good for you my friend but my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, is from Connecticut, where they have a different standard. And one day my wife asked me why I always wore such shabby-looking clothes. And I said, clothes don't amount to nothing. It's the body underneath that counts. And she said, don't make it any worse than it already is. <laughs> And I am having, I know you don't want to hear this, let me twist this button here and see what happens. I've twisted that one. No, I think I'm going to play Scott Hamilton. I'm not guaranteeing anything. We'll see what happens after I tell you about drinking grape drink. I drink grape drink. This grape drink comes in quart bottles, and because companies are no longer required to tell consumers where anything comes from, guess uh, why? My grape drink might well have been bottled in Bangkok by barefooted child laborers with blue feet and runny noses, and that's only their day job. I don't drink grape drink straight for two reasons it's very expensive. "'and it's too strong if you drink it straight. "'So I fill a glass about half an inch from the top with water "'and top it off with grape drink. "'As my wife says, "'Why do you fill that glass so full? "'You know you're going to spill it. "'And I might have five or six grape juice and water cocktails during the day "'because you know as well as I do that the body requires liquids.' One morning there was a round quart bottle in the refrigerator beside my grape concentrate, and I asked my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, what was in that round quart bottle. She said it was my grape drink. She'd made iced tea for herself and put it in the rectangular grape bottle and put my grape concentrate in the round bottle. I don't know if you're following this or not, but it really doesn't matter. And when she looked at the grape bottle containing her iced tea, she said, sounding very much like a baby bear, "'Somebody's been drinking my iced tea.' This was true. The other day I'd made myself several grape juice and water cocktails out of her iced tea and water, and I never noticed the difference. Which, well, doesn't it kind of just go to show?' Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Where? Thank thank you, thank you so much for listening. With any luck at all, you know, you can hear me right here on your favorite station every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. Poor T. Please listen to this. I read it in the newspaper, so it must be so. This fellow says, maybe it's a woman. I have driven close to one million miles in all kinds of weather "'Traffic, urban commutes, rural commutes, various obstacles, blind in sun, and never had a crash. "'Ho, ho, ho. "'You know as well as I do it takes a certain kind of person to be able to write this. "'I could not do it. Could you? "'Would you dare stand up in public and say that you'd never crashed in an automobile? "'Do you know what would happen to me tomorrow?' or maybe even later today if I said that I had never been struck by lightning, On the Humble Farmer, we read of a young man who flipped his van while playing with his cell phone. Boo-hoo. It's my understanding that cell phones can cost up to four hundred dollars, if you can believe that. But the question is, does causing accidents does causing accidents really require that much technology or expense? <laughs> Back in the good old days when we wanted to flip the pickup or I just live dangerously. We'd simply drive to town with an unrestrained dog in the cab. that? No? Bix, probably with Paul Whiteman, way back even before I was born. few years ago, buddy mine gave me a crash course on how to pick up women. At the time he imparted this information, I was married, but very quickly realized that many young men would pay to have this information. So, my friend and I sat down by a mic, and we spent an hour or so reviewing and recording the more salient points of picking up women wherever you might be, like building a computer or choreographing an, an elaborate ballet or choreographing uh, picking a pocket. This is an exact and almost infallible science. When I transcribed the whole business later, I had several pages of 12-point type. But by the time my friend came around later to help me polish the document, I realized that I had a dangerous, powerful tool in my hands. From what you've seen on television, you know as well as I do that bad guys can already cause enough trouble without adding to their their bag of tricks. So I've abandoned this, branch of the social sciences. Because this information might be, uh, you know, used or misused to hurt someone, I don't feel it would be morally right for me to blab it around. So it was inevitable that my voluntarily suppressed pamphlet on how to pick up women came to mind when I heard that a man was arrested for selling a how-to-pedophile book. You might have also heard that the lawman who arrested him... The lawman who arrested him keeps a Bible on his desk. And you might, well, ask yourself... Which of these two books has caused the most most death and destruction? Anyway, one day while thinking about my, about my little How to Pick Up Women pamphlet... I asked... I hope you're listening. One day when thinking about this... I asked a very smart woman... If there were any special techniques women use to pick up men. I hope you're listening. She said, You look them in the eye and snap your fingers as you point at the floor in front of you. When they walk over, you pat them on the head. Long, Django. You probably have friends who are always talking about how we should get rid of all the bad people. A reader writes this about something that happened recently. Now, don't ask me what it was. but This is the quote. About time, hopefully, this will clean out some bad people. Now, cleaning out bad people is an interesting concept, but have you Have you ever stopped to ask yourself where the bad people go once they've been cleaned out? (laughs) Some people worked this out. They actually worked this out a long time ago. There was a time when bad people were put on boats and sent far away over the ocean. We are the result. Tatum, here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, I'm here every week this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you, and I've been putting off telling you about this, but today we're going to talk about procrastination, structured procrastination, psychologists' suggests that procrastination, if structured, can have some benefits. Now, let me explain structured procrastination. You know that when you have something that's hard to do, you put it off by doing some other easy, meaningless task, like sorting out a jumbled-up mess of screws by their length, putting them in a little jars. That's what psychologists call structured procrastination. Unless you are a type A person who can crush walnuts with the power of your mind, you can think of examples of structured procrastination in your own life. Oh, yes. Structured procrastination is the only thing that enables many of us to get anything done. The only time I clean up all the clutter in my office is when I'm putting off writing a newspaper Column of making a television program. <music> mm They say that if you look for something on the Internet, the next time you click, there will be ads for that very item on the side of your web page. Now, I only mention this because for the past few days, I've been getting ads for luxury automobiles. (laughs) If you you can tell me what I could have possibly done to warrant ads for a Jaguar automobile on my web page... I hope you let me know I am the humble farmer at gmail dot com Yeah, thank you, thank you for listening. As long as you have, I appreciate it. Then, in luck at all, I'll be back here on your favorite station a week from now playing this old-fashioned music just for you. And here's a letter. Thank goodness I got a letter. Here's a letter from longtime radio listener Tim White. And Tim White writes, My parents told me we want you to be happy. We want you to have a better life than we did." So I didn't have kids.